Kathy, let's do some vocal exercises. All right. La, first... la, la. <laughs> <laughs> there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then let's just stick with that one. <laughs> I was going to do the more subtle, you know, there's like the, the one bunny always does is <laughs> where you kind of, but I think yours pretty much covered it. Anything we would, anything we would have to do, or the listeners, if you're going to learn anything about vocal exercise, I think you hammered it. So <laughs> let's just say we're warmed up. I'm in front of Starbucks, getting the signal, waving at all the people in drive-through. Hi, people uh. in drive-through. We're recording a motherfucking show. So let's get to recording that show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, a show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording live through Zencaster, a boogie at Starbucks, and Kathy in the middle of Ikea madness. Woohoo! <laughs> You're in Ikea? No, but my Ikea has exploded in my room because I, I ordered a bookshelf and I got so excited when I got home, I started taking it apart. But then you're like, showtime, Kathy, and it's just everywhere. I can barely move in my room. Don't worry. Half of those parts you're not going to have to use anyway because the thing's going to fall apart in an hour. It'll oh be fine. God. That's what you're duct tape is for, Kathy. You know what? You're an Ikea pessimist. You know, I am, just because I've purchased lots of stuff at Ikea. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for you, and I'm excited to do a show. I got my three pages of notes duct taped all over my steering wheel and things. Mm -hmm. And and I'm ready to dig in because it's going to be good because we get to emote in animal noises today. Because we're going to be talking about some primal shit and I'm all turned on. I pump my penis before the show to get myself in the zone. Ew, don't tell me that. I feel thick in the crotch like a man, <sighs> Kathy. Rawr. Rawr. That's not very primal, actually. That's pretty pathetic. I can't actually. talk to you thinking about that now. <laughs> How is your blackout going? Oh, Brad blackout is going really good. Very good. You haven't gotten any response? <laughs> you mean from Creative Explorer? Yeah. Oh, gosh, no. I made it very, very clear to him that he was not to contact me in any way, shape, or form. And it has truly been a blackout. And as I say this, I'm starting to wonder, why is Boogie asking me this? Are you about to spring something on me? I know you too well. That is right. You do. And what? I was wondering is if he had reached out to you and maybe started groveling a little bit. Ah, well, I know that nothing would please you more to see Creative no, Explorer groveling. N no, 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 no. <laughs> now, the game he's playing is Cyberpunk 2077, right? That's correct. 
That is the big game that he blew you out for, right? He he did not. Stop stop saying that because that's not what happened. Well, that's why you're having a blackout because he said he wanted to play that game and not take time to see you. No, he was going to take several days up to a week to play this game. And he wanted me over at his place. And I was more than welcome to come over at his place. But he would be on that game most of the day. That right. was the deal. And I don't want that. And I right. was pissed off. So it had nothing. He, I cannot but stress he was enough gonna, that, he was, But what? he was telling you he wasn't going to hang out with you because he was going to be so absorbed in this amazing game, right? Well, the major, the overwhelming majority of the day, he would be playing the game. He has every right. right to do that. And he's a very respectful person to tell me that so I can make up my mind what I want to do ahead of time. Good. Now you so, want the fun news? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> I don't so, want to know. <laughs> he, he buttered his bread on this one and has to suck it up because you said if, you, if that's the way you feel, that's okay. We're going to have a blackout. Yeah. Big story came out in Yahoo today. Cyberpunk 2077 is a fucking mess. Okay. The glitches, the bugs, people in droves are asking for their money back. They're pissed off about shit all over the fucking place. Heads off of gangsters and rolling cars and little trees and like all this shit. And I just started laughing. Because that was the game that all this is over. That everyone has been waiting for this game. It's been pushed and and pushed. And then, you know, like even you said, oh, my blackout got pushed because right. the game's being released later and whatever. And that's because they've been having problems. And it looks like they're just money grabbing. And, you know, it's like all this fucking shit. And I'm just picturing Creative Explorer at his house going, God damn it. <laughs> I don't think so, but. I, I blew out Kathy, and now this game is a fucking trash heap, and I can't go back and grovel. But I was wondering, because in my mind, I was like, this is a good test for him. Because if he would have come back and been like, you know, Kathy, I really thought about it, and I just decided I'm going to put the game down, and I'd really like to spend some time with you, then we would know ah. that it was because, you know what I mean? Know what I mean? Right. Yeah, then you're thinking, aha, caught you, motherfucker. Caught you. you're thinking, right. Yes. Okay. So, very good. He's a <laughs> creative explorer, has passed the test. Oh, my God. That and is he, very good. I love it. I love it when we praise people for passing a test that they didn't even know existed. <laughs> well, it, of course it exists, because that would have been totally <laughs> douchey if you would have pretended like, you know, oh, I really care about you, when in fact it's just the game sucked and now he's lonely and wants a blowjob. Right. How little you know him, he would never lie like that. <laughs> he well, would grovel and he would admit to it totally and I would have a good hearty laugh and that would be the end of it. And then you would get back to some dick sucking. <laughs> well, fair enough. So that's good. Tell if you talk to Creative Explorer after the two weeks, let him know that he passed my test because that's the, the lipness of life, you know, that you passed my test. Right. I see. Okay. I'll very let him good. know that, Boogie. Well, very goddamn good. Also, I wanted to throw out to our listeners, because I'm doing mostly recording in the car now, I kind of, this laptop that I'm on is getting kind of old. So if we have a listener out there that has an older laptop that they're not using that runs Windows 10 and Chrome. And has Wi-Fi and a plug, but you're just not using it. We'd be more than happy to inherit that from you. 
So that way I can keep a computer in the trunk that I can, it just needs to be able to record Zencaster. It doesn't need like a lot of data. It doesn't need a lot of gigabytes or, or whatever. It literally just needs to open up, press Zencaster, and then we record. And that way I don't keep beating up the other laptop that's about to go by constantly dragging it back and forth. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. So I can go buy one, but I have no shame reaching out. Remember we got a laptop in the beginning when we started doing the show, and it was uh, Valentine. Yeah. Remember Valentine, Mr. Secret Agent Guy that we met at that (laughs) coffee house that came internationally and we never knew what he was about? We haven't heard from him in a while. He's probably still watching us. I say watching, not listening. He's pro. I know he's got his binoculars out. He's probably like an arms dealer or something, and we know nothing about that. Nothing, nothing. Oh, but he was freaky. so elusive and so mysterious. And I remember he came and visited Threshold once, like he was in town, and he came and visited. And everyone looked at him like, "Ooh, y misteriosa." Yeah, that that guy. You know, <laughs> I remember that. He was cool. I liked him. He, he was, was really cool. I liked it. He I liked was a nice guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. So, yeah. So we're looking for a laptop. And now, Kathy. Yes. Do you got your girl on? I, can, I, can you make a, a primal noise? Rar. Good enough. Let's start a segment. <laughs> that guy helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. That's my girr. <laughs> pretty Creative good girl. Explorer says it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what gets it. We're going to talk right. about that level of girl. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. This week, I have a post from Bloom. Who wrote oh my God, Kathy! Called, before what, you say what, anything, what? what? Yes, I, I know tragedy, what you're say. You know what? exactly what I'm going to say, and I'm going to say it. Do <laughs> oh, you realize God. when I went back to perv on her after reading the thing and being like, "Oh God, don't I want a girl like that?" Uh, I went and looked and realized that for three months I was literally a three-hour drive away from this person. See, see what happens when you hole up in your little Texas hole and you don't reach out to anybody. Shame well, on you. I, I tried to reach out, but, you know, because, of course, mm-hmm. when she hears all my girl, you know, you heard the girl from before. And then, of course, our vocal exercises, you know, she's going to be like, oh, my God, I would let that motherfucker sink his teeth into me. Oh, really? You, can, you know, that, it's that's, that's yes. what she would say. Uh-huh. No, no, that's probably no. not what she would say. She, but let's talk about her. Pro- what she's going to say is, I can't believe I let these assholes use my post. Who is this boogie guy? That's but what she's, she's thinking. she's thinking about me, and oh, that is good. Because that's so, just and- a step away from me fucking grabbing you oh, consensually. Okay. I'm sorry, Bloom, in, in advance. In your vagina. But uh, here's... This- <laughs> That's it. I give up. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bloom was nice enough to let us discuss her post entitled, My Primal is Not a Kink. I Am Prey. Damn, that's a sexy title in and of itself, isn't it? Do you see? It was just that. And I was like, boing. (laughs) Was that the sound of your your penis going It was. I took it out of the (laughs) pump and it was like, boing. 
it's like one of those springs on the wall that keeps the keeps the door from hitting the wall. <laughs> it's like a Bye. very little jihad terrorist. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Here's what Bloom said. She says, when people would ask me, what does it mean to be pray for you? I couldn't answer. How do I explain what it means to be me? It felt like they were asking me, what does it mean to breathe for you? Or could you describe why you feel the need to walk? It was aggravating. But I wasn't mad at them. I was mad at myself. Why was this so hard to talk about? And then it hit me. It's because it's not a kink for me. I just am prey in every fiber of my being. To me, being prey means sometimes I freeze up or flee when something scary happens, physically or emotionally. Fighting never even crosses my mind, though honestly it should for my own damn survival. I just love the feeling of looking into the eyes of a predator and feeling my whole body melt, telling me to run from my life for fear of them eating me. It's exciting. I can't turn off my primal nature. I can't hold back from stuttering when a predator asks me questions or gives me even simple commands. Because a true predator just pulls that out of me. It's carnal. It's unrefined. And it is perfect. I am prey. I can involve it with my DS and hope to involve it in my sex. But being prey in and itself is not a kink that I can just schedule or set up or plan in any way. Much like breathing, it just happens. Uh, 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 uh. I swear to God, post. I like felt my mouth water and my eyes started to slant. <laughs> Gee, uh, could it be because you are a predator, Boogie? Is that why? <laughs> just like, you know, like fucking free food, man. It's like a buffet of fucking submission. It's just oh so amazing. I mean, look, I wrote lots of notes because I wanted to think deeper in into this than just her. So at first when, you know, she wrote some other things in the post and she talked about maybe some trauma that she had, which is why she has trouble being sexual prey right now. But as far as play, it was a little confusing on, on how that played out. But it appeared as though she she plays primal. And maybe she's not ready for as much of the sexual primal, which I think is really important to point out because, as you know, Kathy, my entire deconversion away from religion and a lot of the way I thought about life was based on my observations of nature, in particular Discovery Channel. Like if you want to if you want to know what life is about, there's this thing called either Discovery Channel or Animal Planet. And you can watch, go watch like 30 episodes of orca documentaries, lion documentaries, all the primates, uh, like chimps, gorillas, orangutans, some of the smaller monkeys, and then watch documentaries on ants and bees. And you will pretty much understand primal nature without any words, which is what she was talking about. Like, because it's confusing. Like, people are like, Try to, you know, we're, we have a thinking brain. So we're like, explain primal. And it's like, how do you explain primal? It is it is something that evolved in us. And for thousands of years, we had no language. So there was no explanation of primal. Primal just was the state of being. You know, it was all about inflection and, and body energy and the look you give somebody. And that was how you communicated with all the other animals around you. 
was just with a grunt or a look. There's like, you know, and that's like, oh, I'm pissed off and I'm territorial. Or there's like, like bend the fuck over because I'm going to mate with you. And then there's like, look at my shit. You know, oh but there was never, God. but there was like nothing there. It was, there was no words. And that was that way for literally millions of years of biology. So now we're into this where we have a front mind and we really want to kind of analyze the primal nature. And sometimes that's where we kill it. We literally just kill it. And we have to because we need consent because, you know, real primal nature isn't very consenty. It's very takey. So, of course, we need to have consent because that's where we live now. Right. But it's just so fascinating that that language and that is she really got into it like it, she really got it. And it was super amazing to embrace the fact that primal isn't about words. Does that make sense? Uh, it does. We don't hear a lot about that because um, and I'm going to I'm going to say right off the top that even the words prey and predator, especially predator, are highly charged is a highly charged word in our society. Uh, yes. Predator in general is not a good thing when in relation to someone, someone's consent being taken away, someone's uh, someone being harmed in any way, especially uh, children. So we, as is the truth with anything when it comes to BDSM or kink, there are some words that we in the community embrace because they mean something within the play dynamic that is different from what it means in the outside world. And this is the case for the word predator. It doesn't mean somebody who has no boundaries, who doesn't mind crossing those lines and doing illegal things and doing terrible things to human beings without their consent. So I'm glad that they're part of this post. She even states, uh, I can't say no, even though for my own well-being, I probably should. Right. Because that means that you understand that the, 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 the way you are of being, because I was about to say your kink, which she's very clear about the fact that it's not a kink. It's just the way that, that she is, the way she's wired. She's very aware that if allowed to run free, it can really put her in a position where she can be in a lot of trouble. Right. That's not a good thing. And that's something that everybody in the kink community or in the BDSM community is very, very aware of. Uh, if you have issues with um, self-harm and you happen to like cutting, you have to be very careful. Uh, if you like, if you're a, a hardcore masochist and you like taking that that pain to a level where it's probably not healthy for you, you have to be very aware of that. You constantly have to be to know where that line is and know when you're getting up to it and be very sure not to go over it. It's it's um it's true in consensual non-consensual play where we we skirt that uh uh that line because it feels so damn good to do it, but we know perfectly well that there's a possibility you could go over the edge and cause yourself serious harm. We talked a while ago about breath play and how that had gone really bad. Prey and predator play uh, is just, it has just as much of a possibility of going really bad if you're not careful. So uh, this is a tough one for me because I, I don't feel that at all. I don't sense, I, I don't know that I have ever embraced that part of myself if indeed it even exists. I mean, I'm sure, sure it exists on a very, very deep level, as you said, as it does for all of us, because that is our animal nature. But um, it was very interesting reading this post because it gave me an, a glimpse into something that I don't explore about myself at all. Well, that leads to my next set of points, Kathy. Uh-huh. 
And that is because I really it's like this poster really said some things that really opened some of my thoughts up because I've always noticed I have like the gift of gab and I like to be entertaining and gregarious and but sexually or when I'm playing, I don't like those big interrogation scenes where I say a lot of shit. I really prefer to not say things. I just want to fucking grab someone and throw them against something and just absorb them. Right. And that's what I'm most into. It's just that, you know, there's not really a lot of words. And, you know, when she said how she said it, it makes more sense because I had to learn how to talk because obviously you're a cooler player if you can do all the, you know, do you know why you're here, Neil, and all that stuff. And some of that stuff is hot. I'm not saying it's not hot, but it was a learned behavior. It wasn't something that came naturally to me when I started playing in the lifestyle. It's something I had to learn how to do. I've always talked dirty because to me, talking dirty is kind of bringing out more of that primal nature, especially when you're objectifying and degrading and putting someone, you know, in that sexual property place. That I right. own you. You're giving yourself to me and I'm going to fucking take it. That I get. But a lot of these things I didn't really understand. And I felt like I was kind of a lazy top because I didn't want to talk a lot. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it's very, and it's, so it was really cool when she wrote that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's just, I'm more into just being what I am in that thing and trying to bring out that experience for the prey instead of just a lot of words. So then I, after I, I got to that, I said, well, let's look at the different, like once again, going back to animal planet, the animals that are still in their lizard brain, they don't have the advanced cerebral cortex, but they do have a lot of social behaviors. And so it was interesting. So I kind of broke it down to like four types of primal in nature that I observed, you know, once again, I'm just mate, I'm just going shit. So it's, you know, this isn't like science boogie or something. Mm -hmm. And they're not in order. Um, Primal one is like feed primal. And that's where the predator is taking the prey and actually eating it. And in that case, the prey, obviously the survival instincts are to not submit in that, in that scenario. But that is a very, very aggressive nature. And there are aspects of the feed in my play to where you want to bite someone to where you want to actually taste their flesh in your mouth. You want to feel little bits of their skin scraping your teeth, or even, you know, if it gets to the point to where there's some blood, maybe there's a taste of blood in there sometimes. And that can get to that. The other type of play, which a lot of people do, and I I'm not into it at all. And that's play primal where people want to wrestle. We have that a lot at the dungeon at threshold. They, you know, when we used to be at the dungeon, (laughs) funny, (laughs) Um, long ago when we had a dungeon and we were there, a lot of people did a lot of primal play and they would set up the mats and then they would wrestle and we'd have to watch to make sure they didn't choke each other out or break each other's arms. But a lot of people enjoyed that because, but it was consensual. And that was more like, when adolescent lions and young primates will kind of play fight to kind of build their skills for when they really need it. Does that make sense? So it's consensual. Mm -hmm. Everybody, both sides, there is no real uh, predator or play, or if there is, they're kind of just, you know, okay, I'm going to give up, you know, I'll let you take me. 
kind of thing. Right. And that's like would be the play primal that happens in nature. Then, of course, there's a territorial primal where shit's going down and that's like fight to the death stuff to where the the dominants are fighting over territory and mating rights. Right. Does that make sense? It does. It's And that does happen. That absolutely happens at certain levels, especially in public dungeons and clubs, but it's more done with attitude than we actually kill each other. Right. I am trying to raise myself up above everyone else so that the females will want to be my prey. Mm-hmm. I am putting my best foot forward. I'm showing here's my toys. Here's my attitude. Here's my skills. Here's what I fucking learned. So you want me. Does that make sense? It does. It's a little foreign to me. Uh, as I'm hearing you talk, I'm like, yeah, I don't won't share any of that. None of that sounds appealing to me. I am so risk averse that, I mean, I remember I used to hear Aki and, um, and Unger talk about their play and how, uh, how crazy they would get. Oh my God. Just right. like, the biting and the the pain that they would inflict on each other without a second thought. And it was fast and furious. It was like watching two Wolverines fight. And, <laughs> and, and the wild <laughs> Wolverines are attacking each other. <laughs> Beware the Wolverines. Oh, my God. And I would be like, Ugh. I, I was the kid at school that was like, don't hit me with a dodgeball. That hurts. Everything hurt. I don't I don't like that that type of pain. And so and listening to you, it's a little um, it's hard for me. I can fully understand what you're saying. It's hard for me in any way to share that level of excitement because it's not something that floats my boat. Well, Kathy, then let's go to the fourth and final type of primal, which is. Uh-huh. And I believe this describes you more accurately, which would be the sex primal, where the dominant has said, kneel and suck my fucking dick. I'm going to tie you up. I'm going to chain you. I'm going to take you now. And that type of primal, the male, we're going to say male, female, obviously it's female, male, male, female, whatever. But in nature, the dominant is telling the mate. You are now mine. Whatever they did to prove that, Creative Explorer put in a lot of work to earn your trust and respect to make you wet when he gives you a command and he gives you a look and he takes you. Yes. It is a volunteer. So it's yeah. so even though you're volunteering for it, it's still a predator prey. You are willingly you know, giving your body to him. It's true. I, I guess I, I don't really label it that because of the amount of prep work that had to go into it and the amount of mm, lack of spontaneity, I would call it. The, yeah, the, but but it's know, there now. Like if you... Sure, but it's it's in a very strict environment with very known protocols and parameters, and we don't veer off of that. That's why I have trouble calling that prey, because that's not prey to me. Prey is unpredictable. And it is wild. And if something catches your eye, you go in that direction. You don't ask. And that's not what we do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, aspects of that. But at, at the root of that, maybe you're more like that Kaluka Luka bird. What's a Kaluka Luka? You know, the bird that I don't know what the fuck the birds call. It's the blue. It's the the male literally spends like a week 
building the area perfectly and then waits can wait up to like a month for the fucking chick bird to show up. And then he does his like Kaluka Luka dance and fucking head to the side. And he has these big wings with a blue thing in the middle and, you know, and it's like all this shit. And that's the shit that creative Explorer had to do to get it. Is that the blue footed booby? No, no, but oh. I do. The name blue footed booby is my favorite bird name. <laughs> Of all fucking bird names. By Who the way. named that? That is ridiculous. Whoever what scientist named... thought that was a good name? <laughs> well, back in the days, they booby wasn't booby. It was like if you were a boob, it was like, oh, you're a booby, like it's a goofy bird or something. <laughs> People had weird words back then, but blue footed booby is great. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a different level of there are the lions and tigers that literally just bite the back of your neck and fuck you. And then there are the birds that do all the little dances and stuff like that. And then the female gives them, I mean, all of it's primal. All of it is nature. All of it is our desire to be taken, to mate, to procreate all of those things that are in, in us. We just now have kind of, put all our rules and barriers and had our damage and abuse and, and things like that, that we have to navigate to get to those moments where we feel comfortable enough to let ourselves go. Right. Hmm. Well, this has been quite a primal discussion, Boogie. Rawr. <laughs> rawr. Rawr. You had the cutest roar. Shut up. It was so cute. No wonder he loves you. Oh, my Or whatever God. version of love you want to call that. <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Enigma, are you excited to be here today with the Perverted Podcast audience? I am very excited to be here for our lovely and perverted audience. Well, it is good to have you here. No shenanigans for you this week? Uh, unfortunately, no shenanigans other than self-shenanigans for me. Well, you know, it's something. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this story actually uh, flows in pretty nicely. Uh, talking about kind of destigmatizing kink. It actually flows pretty nicely into our second article. Um, this one comes from Vice.com. And this one is called A Dom Brought a Sub on a Leash into L.A.'s Bougiest Grocery Store. <laughs> I love this story. It's, it's, very, it's a very divisive story for sure. So uh, Dominatrix decided it would be a great idea to bring her pet into a Erewhon grocery store. These are stores that are super ritzy and super expensive here out in L.A. And a picture of this uh, event went out on the interwebs uh, earlier this summer and has spurred a lot of controversy, especially when th within the kink community, uh, about the consent around doing kink in public. Uh, for those who won't be able to see the picture, she is in uh, she is in, dressed all in black and in fishnets, and he is in a dog mask and leash and is on his hands and knees crawling behind her in the produce section of the Erewhon. Yes! Um, and apparently this wasn't the first time they had done this, but this is the first time it gotten so much attention. Uh, probably because there were so many people who had nothing else better to do but go to the grocery store during the pandemic. So she was told to leave, but she still said, 
I'm always willing to leave if there's any kind of offense, but not because I think what I'm doing is wrong. My willingness to leave is because I respect other people's space and because I just don't want to be where I'm not wanted. The author of the article did reach, uh, did reach out to a professor of sociology, Dr. Julie Fennell, who has done research into BDSM, and she brings what I've heard a lot of kinksters say about this Dom and her sub, that there is an understanding within the kink community that the audience needs to consent to the scene too. This is why a lot of dungeon spaces will have special rooms where people can play. If you want to watch, cool. If you don't, if you don't want to watch, you can just move along. Um, ultimately, the Dom feels that doing this sort of thing helps people to become uh, almost desensitized to it and hopefully spurs conversation and maybe more understanding into our lifestyle. Um, I also want to point out that I, I, all of these articles I do drop into our Discord. And actually, this uh, specific article did... Uh, spur quite the heated discussion this afternoon about um about what happened at our erawan groceries so lovely yeah if people want to join the conversation go join our discord so now what's your take on this so um you described what they looked like there mm-hmm. was no nudity involved no um uh, she was dressed a little risque but uh not any worse than being able to see every uh part of your vagina through your yoga pants that a lot right. of people walk around in Oh yeah, it, it's it's pretty standard West Hollywood style, which yeah. is where I kind of think that this was it was West Hollywood Santa Monica somewhere in there. And he had pants on. I mean, he did he he was not in like a jock strap or his ass hanging out. No, he had on like kind of his, uh, his own little spandex pants, and he had a sort of top shirt kind of leather thing on and a leather yeah, mask. He's he's dressed dressed pretty, uh, I'd say conservatively, except for the uh, puppy Dog mask. mask. And then, yeah. And then there's a chain leash, uh, chain leash leading from him to her. Yes. And for me, th- this is something that uh, came up when this this story first broke, and then also this afternoon. I feel that there are levels of public kink that are acceptable, and there are others that uh, I don't that there are time and place for it, and I don't think in a grocery store is necessarily where this should have been. Um. My example is I've done the whole ro- uh, remote vibrator thing in a restaurant. I don't think this that is necessarily something that any that's going to hurt anybody or it's going to be shocked by anybody because it's really as long as you're not a, a an asshole with it, nobody's going to really notice what's going on except for you and the person across from you at your table. So I think this sort of thing, I I don't think what she did was appropriate. Um, I don't think what she did was necessarily good for our community either. Uh, I, I agree with what Dr. Fennell was saying, where there is, if you're going into a situation like this, if you're going to do a scene, which this, uh, she even talks about in the article, this was a scene, I, you need to make sure that your audience is on board with that scene as well. And I don't think going into a grocery store is acceptable. I think if she was walking down Santa Monica, like in the heart, or not Santa Monica, if she was walking down like West Hollywood, like right down on the main strip, like that's a little bit more acceptable. If but like even more, it's like if you go down to uh, Venice Beach, where there's all sorts of strange and crazy things walking around. I think a guy on a leash is going to be the least strange thing there. Sure, sure, sure. Like, like I think there are places that this would be more acceptable. And I, but I like, I, I don't think a grocery store, and I don't think it matters what kind of grocery store, like. Unless it's a kink-owned, kink-run, these are just for a kinkster grocery store. Like, 
I, 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 to, to me, this, this does our lifestyle a disservice. All right. Uh, especially at, like we were just talking about, there's a lot of stigmas and, and pre predisposed uh, ideas about our lifestyle. And I don't think this act does anything to help that. All right. I hear your opinion. <laughs> and I don't agree. Okay. After many, many years mm-hmm. of being me. Yeah. And many, many years of being very protective of people's feelings and sometimes not being protective of their feelings. Mm-hmm. There were aspects of this, and she called herself on that. In the in the article, she said she paddled him at one point mm-hmm. and, uh, because he was misbehaving because he was in puppy space. Yep. And she said, I don't think I would do that again. And I agree with that. Oh, 100%. That, 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 that is now, you are now doing impact play and spanking a grown man on the behind in a market. And I don't think that's appropriate. In case there's children or, or people, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really had to rethink this enigma. I really okay. had to look at a lot of pictures. And what disservice is it doing? If the goal is to have conversations where we just talked about the fact that we have, we're, we're, we're in a battle to where we need to get discussions happening about what kinky sexes and what power dynamics are and to normalize dynamic relationships and pet owner puppy play relationships are very normal in our community. Mm -hmm. So this situation was a gold mine for conversations, whether you agree that they should have gone into the store or not. That's that is that's subjective based on your opinion and point of view, and that's fine. You wouldn't go into that store with somebody on a leash. But if the goal is to normalize something, mm-hmm. if they're not dressed pornographically, if they're not exhibiting sexual behaviors or illegal behaviors, there are a lot of things that people wear that cause people to be offended in their clothing, in their mannerisms in the signs they hold up, in the slogans on their T-shirts. There are lots of things that people do to get a reaction out of other people. Right. This situation caused a lot of conversations. And I personally, my first reaction is like, we must protect the image of our community because it makes it an uphill battle. And then I'm like, but this got a lot of people talking. And why shouldn't there be one day? Where if you're in a dynamic and a daddy little girl that she, your, your little girl, your little boy can't walk around in a onesie with a stuffy, as long as it's appropriate, as long as there's no nudity, as long as it's not sexual, why the fuck shouldn't we be able to live as we live? If we fought for gays to be able to hold hands in the street, right? as long as they're not fucking each other in the street, which is the same law for the hats. And the goal is to normalize and to show people that these are not bad relationships, that these are fun, healthy things. It Just because you don't want to have a conversation with your fucking kid, which, by the way, would take about four seconds. Mommy, why is that man wearing a leash? Oh, well, some people like to pretend they're dogs. The kid would go, oh, okay, neat. I pretend to be a puppy sometimes, too. Why is that bad? 
So because you don't want to have a fucking conversation with your kid, I can't be who I am? But uh, You have people dressed in goth and spikes and things like that, and that's okay. But if you include it with another person, now why is that bad? I I think it's I think it's bad. Like I I I think it's bad because I I I don't think like if it was just like we were one of the things that came up in chat was like if maybe they had just been walking together and like the leash was in his hand but like they were holding hands so she was still holding the leash so there was still some sort of control or maybe it was like it was down like he was wearing a long sleeve shirt and it was down his sleeve and so like she was still holding the leash but like it wasn't so blatant like that like i i i disagree that like the the way to get people on our side is to force the issue i but once again it's not always about everyone doesn't have to be a fucking evangelist right some people just want to live their fucking life some people just want to be a puppy if they want to be a puppy and they want to not be judged and ridiculed and discriminated against for that. Not everyone is like you and me, Enigma. Right. I want to be an evangelist, so I may be more cautious of what I'm doing with people and trying to have those conversations. But some people just want to go walk on a leash. And really, what the fuck is it any of my business? If someone wants to walk on their hands and knees, now then if they start dry humping my leg, they're in my space. Right. But if they just want to walk on a leash and be a puppy, then really, I really have to ask myself, why does why do I think that's so horrible when people are allowed to it's freedom of speech? Right. This is their expression. They are not committing a crime. When she spanked him on the ass, that I, I draw my line there because now you're you're hitting someone, and that's that's different. But if you're just expressing yourself and you're saying we want to I want to I want to pretend to be a puppy. Right. Why is it any of my business? But it's not any of anybody's other business what you like to do on your own. Like are you, who are you ta- whose voice are you talking with right now? Your parents or or somebody that's interested in in people being who they are? I want people to be who they are, but I they they even said that this was part of a scene, and I don't think a I don't think kink scenes are I don't think that they in, need to involve the general public who weren't expecting to be involved in that scene. Well, that that that's with everything with anything that people say, but then it's okay when you put a, a vibrator and have a sex act in a restaurant with a chance of getting caught, and that's what's hot about it. Is that there's a chance of getting hot or she's going to make a face or she's going to come or whatever. You're in the middle of a fucking play, a sexual play scene in a restaurant. You got to look at that. Mm -hmm. We have to, I have to look at that. Like, what is it like? At what point do we just say, you know, all right, don't, don't, don't piss and shit on the floor. But if that's what you do, go do what you do. And if someone wants to ask me a question about it, I can be right there and say, um, these people have a puppy dynamic and they, they like to pet play. And if you go to the park, I know a group that did pet play in Hawaii and they showed up at the park and people are way more relaxed in Hawaii 
And next thing you know, the kids are fucking throwing frisbees to the fucking puppies, human puppies. And the parents think it's funny. They're like, that's great. Nobody's naked. Nobody's fucking. Nobody's doing whatever. They're just they're just being themselves. So I, I, I really had to look at this because my first reaction was, ho, 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 ho. You know, oh, they're ruining, they're ruining our conversations. We just admitted we're not having conversations. Right. So now we're having a conversation because someone fucking said, <laughs> fuck it, let's push the envelope. And that's right. what starts conversations. So I had to, like, fucking suck it back and say, I got to rethink shit like this. Because it's, if we're, if the goal is normalizing, sometimes you got to have a tea party. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do something fucking fucked up. And I hope these types of things can be like, you know, good opportunities to have conversations with people and, and normalize our sexuality without being having sex. I agree that this like I the way that a lot of people have turned this into is like a, what educators call a teachable moment. Yeah. Um, for for kink and for those who may not be as familiar with it. Like, I, I think a lot of the reaction that I've seen from it is definitely more in the positive but i i i still just don't stand like i i there are there's just a lot about it that makes me uncomfortable as as someone who's not out and i think that's where a lot of this a lot of the hesitancy comes from is there are those of us who can't be out and watching somebody do that it kind of puts i think it puts not necessarily puts people at risk but definitely makes people scared that people are going to start looking around and uh, looking a little deeper into people's <laughs> stuff. And I don't think that's okay. So you're afraid that you're going to be looking at that longingly and someone's going to look at the look in your eye and and be like, he must be kinky too. Or just like, I mean, we, we've all been in that conversation with people where they start using terminology that only, that really only kinksters use. And you're like, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, that they're familiar with this. And so maybe like you're in that situation and like just out of knee jerk reaction, like you interact with them in the way that you're used to. And like, that's kind of why we don't engage with other kinksters when we, when we meet at like a, at the grocery stores, because like you don't know who's around. Sure. Sure. And I think in this case, like, I mean, I don't know this guy's, uh, I'm sure that, that it was negotiated, but like, I don't know this guy's situation. But like the pup was doing a scene and maybe maybe somebody could have been there that would have recognized them. And but that was his risk. That was their business. They were doing you're not out. Right. They're obviously out enough in dealing with their risk that they're like, well, if I get caught and 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 my, you know, whoever sees me, sees me. That's that. Once again, that's their thing. You can just walk the other way. They're not why if they were walking up to you and being like, Enigma, what's up? Play with my puppy, scratch his balls. You know, right. that obviously I draw a line at that just like you do. Right. But if they're just doing their thing and they're doing it in public and they've dealt with their own risk issue, I can just walk the other way. I don't know. That's why I think, <laughs> you know, this is, no, this is, I, this is I, good I, discussion. It is a good discussion. And, and I, I like I, I think it's de- definitely necessary because this isn't the, the first time this has happened and it won't be the last. I hope not. And, yeah, and like I, I would like to be able to like be out and be like, hey, I'm a, I'm a daddy and I like, but I also like to bottom sometimes and like, I, I would like to be out like with that, but like I just don't think 
with all of the struggles that we're having, I don't think that I don't I, I don't think kinksters are next right now. And I think that we need to focus on like on the people who are actually being marginalized not, and not just the people who have to be who are a little bit more on the shadows right still. I think there are I think there are more important issues than trying to normalize a lot of kink. Well, here's what I say. I I agree with you. Then I suggest that you work on what you're passionate about and Mm -hmm. I'll work on what I'm passionate about. (laughs) And I don't think anyone should tell either of us. I think everyone should give a fuck about something. If right now you want to deal with racial issues or diversity or LGBT discrimination or fucking people dying and starving in other countries or fucking kink or whatever that needs to change so that our world is a better place for humans, plants, and animals, just do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But there is no priority. I just think everyone should do what they're passionate about. But if you're telling me that, that I shouldn't worry about what I'm passionate about right now because what you think is important is more important, then I'm going to mm-hmm. say, well, go ahead. You, you right. do your thing and I'll do mine. And then we're all giving a fuck about something instead of sitting on our asses. That's fair. See, this was great. That. This all came <laughs> from a fucking pet play scene in a stupid, rich fucking market. Overpriced That's, grocery store. That is <laughs> awesome. And you and I can disagree. And Enigma, you're one of my favorite people in the world. And okay. I respect your opinions. And and I hear your opinions, and I hope you heard mine, and that's what mm-hmm. I think is the goal of shit like this. I I agree. God damn it, free hand job for you from Kathy. Thanks, thank you, Kathy. I look forward to it. You let you let her know she jerk you. No, she doesn't jerk anyone off. God damn it. Yeah, it's not really. She's not really into that. <sighs> Endeavor <laughs> to persevere. So if anybody's you know still listening after our ranting. If they want to hook up with us on all of our social medias, they can find us on Twitter at Perverted PCast, on Instagram at Perverted Podcast, and they can check out our website where the links to our, all of our things at www.pervertedpodcast.com. Perverted mailbox, bitch, what you gotta say? Kazoo wrote to us, Boogie. I, you know we like kazoo. We love kazoo. Yes, Kazoo says, I know that this is a mostly kink-driven podcast, but I wanted to say a huge thank you to both hosts for stepping through polyamory topics with such introspection. I'm sorry, but there's more to the post I have to interrupt here and say, you and I have been dropping the ball. We haven't been doing any uh, polysanity topics, and it's you can tell from this post because we absolutely don't shy away from polyamory topics, but I guess we haven't really been... Uh, doing that so i am going to make a real effort to make sure i include more posts and and stuff about polyamory so i have on my hand a raise the miss kathy uh yes you boogie yes thank you very much miss kathy (laughs) part of the reason is is because you we haven't had a lot of partners like i'm not doing a lot of poly right now mew is far away i haven't seen bunny in nine months it's not that polyamory topics like there's a I usually shy away from them when I'm reading them on FetLife and I'm like why am I doing that? I should be choosing more polyamory topics to discuss. Kazoo goes on to say I'm listening to some older episodes right now and hearing Boogie talk a bit about how he doesn't feel compersion resonated with me. I've never felt compersion. 
I'd love to, and it sounds like a wonderful feeling to experience, but I just don't feel it. When a partner is on a date or spending one-on-one time with another partner, I find myself opting to do other activities by myself or talk to other friends and partners instead of basking in this happy-for-you kind of glow. This, in part, (laughs) was the reason why I thought I was, quote, doing Polly wrong. This lifestyle seems to come so easy to so so many people. Why do I sometimes feel like I'm the only one swimming upstream? I still think I'm closer to practicing poly than being poly, but knowing that I'm not the only one who doesn't fit the mold of always feeling okay with everything helps a lot. We're all human, whether we like it or not. You know what, Kazoo? First of all, I don't know who you're hanging out with, But in my experience, most people don't feel compersion. It could be something that you aspire to. But I know very, very few people who know who for whom compersion comes easily. Or they're lying. That's I'm you know, thank you for saying that because that's what I was thinking. Some people are just lying. Some people are are faking it to make it and are trying on their path to do it, but We are hardwired to be jealous, and that's just the way that we are. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. You're not doing poly wrong because there is no wrong in poly. You you do poly the way it works for you. If you want to try your hardest to make sure that it doesn't affect you, go for it. Become a better person, but don't beat yourself up for not wanting to do cartwheels when they're out with someone else. You know, a couple of segments ago, a couple of uh, shows ago, we talked about that, about how it's we uh, one of the things that I do and the the poster also was uh, talking about you, you go out, you do stuff for yourself. You start giving yourself time. You you give yourself me time during those times because that's what gets you through it. So I think this is uh, thank you so much for writing into us. And I, I really hope that you come out of this not thinking that you're doing Polly wrong. Very good, Kazoo. Very, very good. <laughs> she gets a gold star. Didn't Enigma just like edge her? I think he oh, had an really? edge play scene with her. We talked mm. about it like a couple of weeks ago, where he, Kazoo's owners were like, "Hey, we, we, you know, can you torment Kazoo for a little while?" And so, like, Enigma, <laughs> and Enigma's edged her. Like, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he had he had some you know free time on his hand that oh, he could boy. that he could squeeze her in. For some edging, some dirty edging, which he was tickled goddamn pink about. Lucky Enigma. Uh huh. All right. I have another small uh, email we got from Jekyll and Mr. Dom. Jekyll uh, and said, Mr. Dom, a fantastic <laughs> listener from far away. Who says, Hey, I recall listening to older shows where you mentioned having more explicit content on Pornhub. Was that just in the past? I don't remember that at all. Do you? Yeah, no, that was. Uh, no, well, I mean, I put up like. Weird things like putting candy canes in asses and, you know, like my level of perverted comedy. Like, oh, look, here's a Chinese eggplant inside of an asshole, you know. And then I would sing a song or I'd sing a song. Like, I remember I green screened. I don't remember whose asshole it was. But I put (laughs) a a green circle of paper over someone's asshole. And then I filmed it. And then I so I green screen myself singing from inside their asshole and singing a song about living inside an asshole. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily call that porn. Wow, Boogie. You know, uh-huh. You know, some some of the things you just gotta look at and go, you know, I expressed myself. 
Uh-huh. I expressed uh-huh. myself to the three people in the world that are like, what would it be like to live in someone's asshole? And I reached <laughs> out to those people and we bonded. Well, my God, it's clear that uh, Jekyll and Mr. Dom is going over past episodes because he also says that in episode 53, he says, you said that people had your support if they'd be shipped off to Iceland by their parents for being kinky. First of all, I don't remember saying that, but it sounds like something you would say, Boogie. No, and, it was you yes. or a no. <laughs> I don't think Because so. I would love to be shipped off to Iceland. Well, he says, I'd like to add my support by sending them my address. I don't mind kinky people in my home as long as they're over 18. We happen to have a fairly active scene in Iceland. And finally, he says, also, it would be wonderful to meet you if you ever visited. I've introduced a couple of people to the podcast already that would love to meet you and who share your love for. And then for some reason, the email trails off. But anyway, he says, love your show. Best Bjork. Bjork. Ah. Love oh your show. God. Best wishes from Iceland. Oh, my God. I want to go to Iceland now, Boogie. Bjork is like the queen. You know who Bjork is, right? I love Bjork. Okay, good, good. Yes. She did that fucking country proud. I'll tell you that much. Did she? I ever, I, I'm going to shut up because I gush on Bjork a lot because she's just the fucking just like a juggernaut of goddamn every aspect of creativity from music to performance to art or whatever and she's from iceland so she's like the local hero and but she's cool like she just hangs out when she's there at her favorite like dive bar that she grew up with mm-hmm. you go up and hang out and go hey juggernaut how you doing <laughs> she'd be like hi i'm bjork I think she had some time where she was tired in an airport and she kicked the shit out of a journalist. What? Because they were trying to fuck with her. Is there something like, and she just like had enough. Like it was like that jet lag. I may be talking about someone else. I think all the people from Iceland will be like, she would never do that. But I thought it was badass. Like someone was just, you know, journalists. So, you know, they're not even journalists. They're like, you know, just money, oh. money, you know, gossip column people. And they were like fucking with her. And she like went off and kicked the shit out of them. It was oh great. Oh, my God. Good for her. Great. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bjork, man. Fucking Bjork. Fucking Bjork kicks ass. I'm not going to fuck with Bjork after she gets off a fucking plane. Fucking tear your fuck. That's a Wolverine right there. A really cute, high-pitched, screaming fucking Wolverine. Yeah. It's so, so quiet. Shh. Shh. It's nice and quiet. Shh. Okay, sorry. (laughs) What are you doing? I swallowed my primal spit (laughs) that I was salivating over Bloom. Swallowed something, all right. All right. That is show 290, everybody. 290 shows, Boogie. That's a yeah, lot. 10 away that. from 300. That's very, getting very close to the 300 mark. All right. Don't forget to drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com, everybody. We'd love to hear from you. I'm getting mighty low on mail and some fucking advice. And you know what fucking whores we are and love to hear from you guys. So either drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or go to our fetlife.com forward slash pervertedpodcast. Drop us a line there. We love hearing from you guys. And as always, to our lovely, amazing, wonderful Patreon supporters, 
We love you guys. You're the best. We could not continue doing this show without you. And honestly, we mean that for realsies. <laughs> for really reals. I'll show you pictures. I'm recording the show at a Starbucks. No, really. Not lying. You help. Thank you very much. And once again, though, if you can't uh, send money, that's fine. Just send Kathy emails and ask questions because that keeps the show going and creates interest and intensity in our show. Thank mm-hmm. you so much to Headley, who is literally just week after week sponsors our crazy train and believes in us. Uh, it is amazing. I'm not bullshitting about the animal planet stuff. It There is something about identifying with the fact that we are animals and watching the behaviors of other pack animals that made me realize that my problems are not that big. I've just made them to be big. So the more that we connect with the fact that we are, we're just weird animals. That's my end. That's my end. My, my little Jerry Springer closing comment for the day. <laughs> Focus on the primal nature that you are. Relate to the other animals on the earth and look for those behaviors that they share that you have in common with them. Because that all of a sudden makes it like, oh, we can do this. This world has been going for millions and billions of years. It's okay. This is just some struggling of animals. Rawr. So be like a lion and an orangutan, and then let's go fucking hunt down Bloom and fucking rip her pants off and bite her ass. Rawr. What? Rawr. That's right. Rawr. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Kathy. I miss Creative Explorer. I miss biting him. God damn it, Kathy. I need somebody to bite. (laughs) Oh, I guess I am primal. And now we have a revelation. Wow. I miss biting him. I miss biting anybody, frankly. likes to slap the drum just like she likes to slap the man tied up in her basement with a carrot shoved right up his ass. Businessmen pay for abuse and degradation. She induces dominatrix. They obey just like a dog. Now watch her play. Dominatrix drum slap. card required.
me the money. Lick my boots. Bake me a cake. Now feed me. Worship me. Worship me. Worship me. Worship me. You have been a naughty man, bitch. With your tongue, go clean my toilet. Screams of mercy you will call while I drip hot wax on your balls. I find funny Plus you give me all your money One last thing before you leave Drink this glass filled with my pee Ah, Dominique's drum sound